people <laughs> chew and they make that noise unnecessarily, it drives. I hold on a second. Can I we talk about that? I hate listening to I people f- eat. Fucking hate when people smack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you can just hear like. Mm-mm. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. It sounds disgusting. Close your fucking mouth when you chew. Welcome to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast, where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy. We are back. Coming back at you. Here we are. So this week we are actually initiating our first series. Yay! We're going to do this through November and... In November, we're really going to focus on the topics of time. Because we hear a lot from you guys that everyone is really concerned with how to get more time, how to better manage their time, why they waste so much time. I can't get my shit together on time. And I think it's something that we all struggle with daily because we're bombarded with all kinds of shit that we have to do. Our to-do lists keep getting longer. The technology keeps getting more and more distracting. We think we can do it all. And we need to really just, it's such a huge topic that we just can't do it all yeah. in one. You would be here for five hours. And I think you guys have, you don't have time for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we did get some positive feedback about our previous topics about time and creating time abundance. Yeah. And so, and there's so much to go into that. We figured since the holidays are coming up too, we're just going to get busier and busier these next couple months. So what better time than to talk about time than the, the now. now right? Now's the time. So today we're going to talk about how your brain has been hijacked by technology. We're going to dive into some of the addictive aspects of it and the physical and mental toll that technology has on us daily. So technology is made to be addictive. It's stimuli that elicits a response and that response could be a notification, could be your phone ringing, and that in turn makes you pick up your phone. This is an instant gratification that we get. We love instant gratification because it gives us that is that dopamine that we get and yep. it that's the reward chemical. So we instantly get that oh, okay, you yeah. know, and we feel better, <clears throat> right? That's the chemical that's involved in addiction. It's the yes. same reason why food can be addicting or mm-hmm. alcohol can be addicting or picking up your phone is addicting. Mm-hmm. You you said that you were checking your phone just to check your phone this week. Yeah. So, and I mean, it just I, sounds, we all do that all the time. Yeah. Just I'm picking up and I just picked it up you know, two minutes before I have notifications. It's all, it, I would even hear it. I didn't even hear anything yeah. and I'm still picking it up. Like, did something change? No, yeah, nothing exactly. changed. It's been two fucking minutes, <laughs> but really just like alcohol or excessive shopping, overspending and the more culturally acceptable way of just having a glass of wine after work just to unwind and it it all adds up right because we're we're running away from a feeling we're just unwinding we need to just you know relax and all this well that's because we get that dopamine hit when when we do those things Mm -hmm. it's that reward it's just like when you eat you know something that you crave um and you overeat it's that same thing and so when you temporarily feel better yeah and then you start to feel like shit again, and yep. then you do it again. Yep. It's like ding, ding, yep. ding. It's those little ding. bumps. Yep. Right? We're taking little hits, right? Little hits of social media. We're taking little hits of food. We're taking little hits of things all day to make us feel better. And it's at our disposal. It's in our hand, mm-hmm. right? All the time. 
So no wonder we feel out of sorts when we don't have our phone because we're literally addicted to our phone. One of the reasons too is because the technology is made, it's actually made to be addictive. Our social media, do you remember when Facebook and Instagram used to be chronological? I do. So you would open up face or especially Instagram. I think Facebook used to be too where the it used to be a timeline and now it's a news feed and it used to be you could actually reach the end in the same <laughs> same way with Instagram. You could reach the end of Instagram and that doesn't exist anymore. Every time there's an algorithm now and every time you open up a social media application which let's just be honest most of us that's what we're doing on on our phones is we're we're socializing without really socializing. We're we're checking out what everyone else is always doing and Every time that news feed refreshes, it's something new to see, even if we just checked it two minutes ago. Even if, so even if you, like this week, if you pick up your phone, you, you find something to give you a dopamine boost because it's the same way with gambling. You know, you hit the slots and then you don't win and then you hit it again and you don't win and then all of a sudden, ding, then you win and you're like, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. So then you keep going for that. And the non-chronological feed and the reason why they change that algorithm with on social technology is because it gets you to stay on the platform longer because they're monetizing you. They are targeting you based on what you like, what you don't like, um, what you've looked at. You ever see those cookies that show up? Like I, I know you, the other day you ran to West Elm and I'm like, I need to, I need you to grab something for me. And I looked up those pillow shams and then I saw them everywhere. I saw them show up in ads on my Instagram. I shot, they were in ads on my Facebook. They were in ads on my ads. And they follow you around and they're making money off of you. So the longer they can keep you on that platform, the better. So remember that when you're going there for a dopamine boost, they're, they're just wanting to reach right into your pockets. Yeah, It really makes me question the intent of social media. It could be used for a lot of good, but the way the algorithms are set and the way that they keep us hooked to this information is actually kind of scary because it one detracts us or distracts us from reality what is real it distracts us from our families it distracts us from being productive in our lives and it can be disruptive to our healthy habits Mm -hmm. so I could have been doing something productive but you got sucked down that wormhole you know where your the time just flies by and even though you may have seen half the posts you did 20 minutes ago it was still interesting enough to keep scrolling and those damn stories Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you just you go through the next and the next and those are dopamine boost all in themselves cuz it's like, oh, somebody added something new. So what's the big deal though, honestly? Because sometimes it's okay to have the guilty pleasure of wanting to be on your phone. Sometimes it's okay to want to be on social media just to veg out and just, bleh, you know, just go on yeah. autopilot. Um so what is actually the problem? It's getting in the way of when it when it really matters. Exactly, and I mean it's an addiction in itself, but it cause it, which causes distraction, and the problem is greater than just what's going on behind the four walls of our home, and the lack of you know productivity that we're experiencing. This is actually causing death. These devices are killing people. There's a reason why driving and texting has been in the forefront for several years and cities are changing their laws around texting and driving because distracted driving has been around for a long time. We've had our radio, we've, you know, you see the woman putting on makeup on the way yeah. to work. I don't know how anyone does that. It's terrifying. I I've seen someone be, read the newspaper look- while sitting in traffic. Seriously. It's fucking insane. But really like 
texting and driving isn't just the manual, you know, I'm eating something and I'm still, my eyes are still on the road. You know, we still, Mm -hmm. a lot of us eat and drive or drink our coffee and stuff. And so we're still conscious of what we're doing, but it's the visual, the manual and the cognitive distraction. So the visual, you're looking at your phone. You have to actually look at it. The manual, you have to take one hand off of the wheel to then, you know, text and look at what you're texting and what you're writing make sure obviously it makes sense. I use voice to text when I do, but I'm still even worse. I feel like because Siri never hears me. Yeah. And then I, then I say something crazy. Then I might offend somebody. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, backspace, backspace. Siri, you bitch, you did not hear me. (laughs) And then you're really distracted (laughs) because now you're angry. Yes. But yeah, it's that cognitive distraction. So it's it's much different than because I haven't even thought of that. Well, you know, I've always fumbled with my radio and trying to find my CD that I wanted to put back in my CD player back in the day. So there's always been distraction, but that wasn't all the time. The phone, that notification causes such anxiety. We'll get to that in a minute, and it can just instantly draw us to the phone where we are compelled to pick up that phone and check it. Yeah, it's crazy. The CDC also estimates that every day. In the U.S., nine people are killed and 100 are injured every day as a result of distracted driving, which most likely was, you know, social media, texting. Our lives are entrenched in social media, especially the younger generation. Kids that are born today and even a little bit younger than us have never known life without mm-hmm. this technology. Some people don't. I, I've, I've talked to people who didn't know what an answering machine was. Like, I feel <laughs> old. I'm 33. I'm not old. But... I had a pager and then, you know, the old Nokia phone. And then I got it. I don't even remember when my first smartphone was. Your old balls. Hey, <laughs> my mom wanted it. If my mom wanted me home, that's how she got my ass that's home. Amazing. She paged me 911. said he had a pager too. That's crazy. <laughs> so I had my own phone line at my so house growing up. I thought it was the shit too. So I had my own phone with my answering machine and change up my, my message for everyone. When they called me, I thought it was, t- I thought I was top shit. Anyway, you probably were. No, I, I thought I was <laughs> something completely different than that. But the, but the point is that we don't, you know, these kids don't know life without cell phones and it has become their way of socialization. It has become their way of pacifying themselves and their time. Yeah. And what to is the that? the point where some of them are delaying key milestones in what we would think growth and growing up, like getting your driver's license, um, getting out and doing social events because so much of it can be done in their hand and at home where I talked to someone and their son doesn't even have a car at 18 because he doesn't leave the house enough, you know, and going to and from work, it's cheaper for him to Uber to and from work than to get a car and have, you know, a a small car payment and pay the insurance on it. It's cheaper. So I'm hearing that more frequently, like, yeah, they don't really want to drive. You know, they don't really need to. And when we were younger, that we were just itching to get the hell out and oh, get hell. in the car, get get those keys. Every day I was getting closer to being 16 to be able to drive on my own was another day to freedom. Yeah. And I was excited for that. And granted, yeah, I didn't have a smartphone. I still played, you know, some video games, but my socializing was outside of the house. I had to go somewhere to socialize. Yes. I spent all long nights talking to my girlfriends and boys on the phone. I still go to football games, athletic events, hanging out, you know, after school activities or just hanging out. Hanging out with your friends was way different, right? Like, and 
and nowadays these kids know when they're not invited to things and they know when they're bullied online and there's all kinds of negative shit that comes through you know they hang out and they're all hanging out together on their phones which honestly that's not just a kid thing we do that as adults yeah we all sit around in a circle and look at our phones which is ridiculous knock that off everybody needs to knock that off but um it's increasing our suicide rates in kids especially the suicide rate in the u.s has increased by 30 percent since 2000 and the suicide rate for girls between the ages of 15 and 19 doubled between the years of 2007 and 2015 and that is terrifying it's terrifying i have a baby girl and i can only hope that by the time she's older i know social media and the technology will still be there but its presence, I hope, is to be different because social media reaches billions of people every day. It's stronger than any government presence, stronger than any religious presence. It has such a profound outreach where if we really utilize social media for good mm-hmm. and not you know, causing other angst and stresses throughout the day and comparing ourselves to these unrealistic highlight reels that people curate on their Instagram feeds, you know, we might have a much more productive life for our children if we can interact and engage in the right areas of social media. I believe social media is very powerful running businesses. You know, there is a lot of good on social media. I follow very inspiring accounts that just make me feel good. And Mm -hmm. that's why I follow them. Because when I open up my social media, I actually... It's not negativity. Right. It's really inspiring information. And it it does feed me when I, you know, I get stuck down the rabbit hole sometime. Yeah. When you are choosing to be on social media, I choose to look at stuff that makes me feel good. Yeah. I don't want to look at bullshit. There's enough bullshit that I I am exposed to, you know, without my consent. So these kids, these kids developing brains, if, if I can make a plea, we're going to go into like some tips and, and things that we can do to mitigate some of this brain hijacking at the end but please do not give phones and ipads to your kids to pacify the time play with your kids give them something that is physical to do um because the and i I understand like sometimes you just need a break and it's going to happen but we really need to make sure that we're giving our kids every opportunity we can to be successful and once we kind of give you some of these statistics on the physical mental toll and Um, how it messes with our sleep and all the other things, it might change your mind on how we interact with our kids and letting them interact with technology. I think it will change the way you view your own time, which will in turn set a different example for any children. And that's a great point because you want to make sure that you're actually, you're not going to tell the kids, Hey, you can't be on your iPads while you sit there and, you know, eat your Doritos while you search for crystals on (laughs) Facebook live. (laughs) I know you don't eat Doritos. (laughs) I don't like Doritos. I like goldfish. Goldfish. (laughs) And Cheez-Its. So the first thing we want to talk about, well, I guess it's the second thing, but there's a huge physical and mental toll that these devices and technology actually plays. And Lindsay, you just, I watched this a while ago, but you just watched the Katie Couric episode on National Geographic. It's called America Inside Out with Katie Kirk, and it's actually the third episode of the of season one. And I watched it a couple months ago, and I was thinking about topics for this podcast, and 
I just delve right into this topic because it's fascinating, right? And I forgot how good this episode was and how good this information was because in this episode, Katie Kirk and Steve Aoki, a famous DJ and very, his whole business is based off social media. They go to one of the universities in California and they have their brains tested while exposed to various notifications and triggers off their phone. And the, the testing agency, they call it their physiological arousal. And so they place sensors on their head and to scan their brain. And they had Katie and Steve watch a video, but unbeknownst to them, you know, they had their phones in the room and they had set up people to text them while they were watching this video. During that time, Katie and Steve both experienced various levels of anxiety because of their phone notifications. It kept distracting them, you know, and they were, you know, oh my gosh, you know, who's texting me? What's going on? Who's calling me? They weren't able to. They were able to focus. However, while Steve was able to regulate his anxiety, like after looking at the results, you could see like peaks where the text happened and Steve's um, attention was drawn and it caused anxiety. And he was able to bring it down fairly quickly, but it happened often. Katie's was rather disturbing because she had the peaks, but that like the last one, which was kind of in the middle of the video, it withheld this level anxiety, which was really unhealthy. So long-term exposure to this kind of anxiety, which is really brought on by the hormone cortisol, Mm -hmm. it can cause sleep disorders, depression, um, adrenal overload, which is otherwise known as adrenal fatigue. It suppresses the immune system, so you're sick more often. Cardiac risk, blood pressure increases. It's a stress hormone. You can easily gain weight and have a hard time losing weight when you have too much cortisol going through your body. There's all kinds of health issues that cortisol causes. Chronic high cortisol is a huge problem. And so think about how often your phone is dinging at you. Hey, over here, me, check me out. What's going on? Hey, I'm more important. It's all day long. And we've talked before about why it's important to reduce the amount of notifications in your day. And we'll go, we'll touch base on that um, towards the end. But another thing that they tested was their ability to concentrate. The brain activity was focused on the prefrontal cortex, which is a part of your brain that you need to concentrate, right? So that was the part that was monitored. Katie and Steve were given a test uninterrupted. Their phones were not um, in the room with them. They were not in the room and they were able to perform this test fairly easily. Then they brought their phone into the room and then they started again having the notifications and the messages going off. Now, remind you, Steve and Katie both knew that they were in this testing area. They still had a really difficult time focusing and being able to concentrate on this test, and they performed very poorly, even if they they knew they what actually, this test was for. Yeah, they were very aware of the point. Yeah. And so Katie's brain had to work 25% harder to complete the test than it did her first round. Steve's brain had to work two times as hard. So although we can't feel our brains working harder, like we just can't physically feel it, it shows up in our productivity because their performance was less than the first time. And it also took them almost twice as long to complete the test because their focus was distracted from their notifications, even when they knew it was coming. They still had a really hard time bringing their focus back to that test. So it's been proven again and again Um, psychotherapists, therapists, um, researchers, many have determined that multitasking 
is really an impossibility with most things. You can be do having something done in the background, like laundry it or something. It has to use different parts of your brain but process. You, yeah, your brain has fundamental limitations that help us perform difficult tasks. We wouldn't be able to do complicated things if we didn't have these limitations. That's why we're able to focus for long periods of time. However, that's changing and our brain, our, our composition of our brain and our attention span is literally changing with the age of technology. Yeah. So they reported in one study they talked about on this episode that it can take up to 23 minutes for our brains to regain focus after we're distracted. 23 minutes. That's almost a half hour. Okay. So in a half hour, if you were to be texted, someone texts you in mm-hmm. that half hour and you responded, when do you think you're going to get another response? Probably fairly quickly. Right. Most of us have our phones on us and we can respond to it's a text a conversation pretty tool. readily. We right? don't talk on the phone anymore. We don't use our phones for that. But it, And it's, it's just easier to text and it's very much at our fingertips. But yeah, if you're going to get a text, chances are you're responding and then they're responding and yeah. then they're responding. So if it takes you yeah. 23 minutes to refocus your attention fully to be... 100% productive, when are we ever being able to give our all for any given task, right? That phone has too much power. Our yeah. phones have too much power over how we are showing up and what we are giving our time to. Yeah. Our time is very precious to us. It's a very limited resource. And if our phone is present, it is sucking up the time and quality of what we're putting out into the world. And Jenna had mentioned in a previous podcast that if we treated time like money, we would probably view it very differently because we wouldn't waste it so often. And honestly, you can always get more money. You cannot get more time. No. Those seconds tick away and you will never, ever get them back. That's something that we have a finite amount of and Mm -hmm. it is precious and it's more precious than money. Sadly, we don't treat it that way. Yeah, we really want to bring this to light of our listeners, which you're probably listening to on your phone. (laughs) However, again, technology can be very positive. We learn a lot. I have all my audiobooks and my podcasts, like that personal development piece is on my phone, but that's very deliberate and intentional. Yes. We're talking about the unintended disruptive time and if we want to be more present and function better throughout our day we really have to be mindful of that you know bringing light to the physical and mental toll and how it's addictive and how it's increasing suicide and it's increasing you know texting and driving deaths and all this stuff this this i don't think people stop to think about the magnitude of technology and how we should be using it for all those good things, but we're actually just instead using it to waste time. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, until you understand the magnitude of the impact that these devices, the power, like Lindsay just said, have over your life, they have so much power. Are you going to use, are you going to feed the beast or are you going to use it for good? You know, you have to make that choice. And we have a couple more things that we want to go through on what these devices actually are doing to our brains because you know your brain's being hijacked so let's keep going i'd love to touch on the actual the technological side of it where it causes a physical response we talked about anxiety and and distractions but how it can physically harm us with the blue light and the emfs that are omitted off of our devices so that led blue light 
leaves something called beta amyloids in our brain, which when frequent use of this happens, especially, you know, when we're looking at it in, in a dark environment and we have this blue light, you know, shining in our face, our body absorbs that and it causes plaque in our brain. That plaque builds up and causes the same deficit that Alzheimer's has. So yeah, Alzheimer's. it blocks those connections and mimics symptoms of Alzheimer's. And I don't know if any of you have known someone in your family or someone close to you with Alzheimer's. It is devastating. I watched my grandmother suffer through Alzheimer's and that's eventually what took her life. But that's a huge fear of mine with, you know, my family, my mother, like, you know, what is this going to look like? And now, you know, we hear that certain foods could cause it. Um, and now we have this technology that we're, you know, always exposed to that can cause it. So our brain health, is so critical and it's it, it's really scary when we think about it. I don't know how else to put it. It's really terrifying to think that especially our youth, we didn't grow up with. Jen and I didn't grow up with this our whole lives, but kids now and the youth are who have this in our hand all the time and thrive on this. Where the study came from, they were talking about how they're legitimately concerned that our youth now will have significant um, learning disruptions, memory loss, very something that would mimic early set Alzheimer's because mm-hmm. of this exposure to this blue light. And also creating, you know, again, with the, the sleep deprivation and, and sleep disorders and all that. And what, if you don't get enough sleep, that wreaks havoc on your body. Your yeah. body cannot function if we are not sleeping properly. Well, and there's other things that cause disruption to sleep than just looking at your phone. These devices get a frequency from the wireless router that's in your home. So if your phone is on your, is your, is your alarm clock, like it is mine. And I think a lot of us use phones as alarm clocks. Now that device is still getting a wave of frequency to it, which is right by your head while you sleep. So that's called electromagnetic for EMFs um, and RTVs. Anything that has an electric plug-in or it has the ability to have electric current running through it can omit an emf and nowadays i don't know why they do this I mean, we were just talking about like oh yeah i have an air purifier and it runs at night and it's got this blue lighter it's got this green lighter my stupid smoke detector has this bright green light that just drives me nuts mm-hmm. our alarm clocks omit light at night and our skin just because your eyeballs are closed doesn't mean that that light isn't affecting you um I don't know if you've ever tried to take a night or a nap during the day and you have to close all the blinds because the light is just too bright. It's going to keep you awake. Those little lights that are glowing on the TV, even though the TV is off, those make a difference in how you're going to sleep. Having the exposure throughout the day to the computer, all that dirty electricity that actually charges our bodies to a certain degree to where we don't sleep well, even if we're turning our phones off at night artificial lighting yes all those fluorescent lightings that we're sitting that we sit under all day so you know you think even if you turn your phone off or you do two hours before bedtime that is no phone make sure that you don't have any other glowy things in your bedroom that are keeping you up because your skin actually absorbs the light just like your eyeballs do and that it will actually disrupt your sleep on a very unconscious level do yourself a favor and cover that light up like what jen was saying i had a humidifier 
And I'm like, oh, I need this great humidifier. And then put it in the room. That sucker had a little tiny blue light that was so fucking bright. I had to go, I had to go dig out some duct tape and put it over (laughs) it. Cause I put a, I taped a little piece of paper on it with some scotch tape. Didn't do the job. The damn thing was so bright. I had to go find duct tape and duct tape the we've thing. done the electrical tape thing over the light too because it's, it's just so annoying it's like st- we need to write i don't know how companies think like let's have this thing that's supposed to improve your health and be serene and whatever and then they have this bright ass light on it yeah yeah so the blue light is actually physically affecting the way our brains work and causing what appears to be plaque-like buildup on our nerves in our brain not good it's terrifying yeah so the next thing that being a creative and i always say that everybody else everybody's creative we, we all as human beings are put on this earth to create and put good out into the world. But technology is really putting huge limits on our creativity. And the reason is because we are no longer even allowed or we never even give ourselves the opportunity for boredom. It's too easy to pull your phone out and check the news. It's too easy to check social, Instagram, weather, whatever it is. If you want a distraction, if you're bored, you certainly don't have to be bored. You can just take your phone out and be entertained for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Being bored actually leads to an increase in imagination and creativity. When we're bored, that's when we daydream. It's when we think about things. Think about, I mean, granted, not that driving or showering, those activities are boring, but they they allow for a certain state of our brainwaves to create we always come up with our best ideas in the shower. I always come up with the best solutions when I'm driving or just allowing my mind to wander. And we don't do that anymore when we have these devices in our face all the time where we can just jump on the computer and watch hours of cat videos on YouTube. We don't allow that to happen anymore. Um, The creativity is really where we solve our problems. So if you are one of those people, I know Lindsay, you're one of these people. I'm not creative. I don't create. I'm, I'm a creative for a living. So I, a lot of times, you know, imagine trying to do all of the creativity stuff while getting all of these notifications and being distracted by our, my phone. But um, we're creative beings just in the fact that that downtime for our brains is what allows for us to come up with creative solutions to problems. It helps us generate ideas. I mean, if you can imagine where we would be nowadays if we didn't have people thinking up solutions to our problems and creating and a product that they can profit off of that we that makes our lives better we would be shit out of luck Lindsay and i would not be sitting here talking into these microphones broadcasting a podcast that everybody can hear on their way to work with their phones it just wouldn't happen we wouldn't have phones so thank god for the innovators and the creators who actually you know can still take the time to be bored or make time for daydreaming and imagining new creative ways to solve problems for us because that's a big thing and you know you're talking about these kids just not growing into themselves we're really raising a new generation including ourselves here in our 30s we're part of that new wave and we need to make sure that we're showing up for the rest of society and we're continuing to innovate and and be there to move us forward we don't want to become a bunch of we don't want this to be idiocracy where we go backwards and we're all like sorry (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how to spell without spell check like you don't want to be that like we want to continue to innovate and move forward as a society and a species so you know the dumbing down of our brains with technology is happening too it's supposed to be these things that are making us smarter and more productive but we're really 
if we're not mindful, we can go the other way. So I think one of the scariest parts to me, the more I dug into this and uncovering, you know, the effects on the brain and that boredom piece was we have enough around us to distract us. We have enough overwhelm and this can create more overwhelm because we're, it's so easy for us to feel better and not be bored and not sit with our feelings and we can feel better instantly. We can, we can go look at Facebook and see how many, you know, likes we had on our, on our feed or that photo. And then we can, you know, go online shopping and do the one click on Amazon and get that new thing that's on its way and pre-order books that you forgot you ordered two months ago that show up at your door that you get, you're like, Oh, look at this. I have a package. You know, there's so many things that we do to make us feel better, but it now just even sitting here, I'm like, wow, like it's so easy for us to run away from our feelings when the worst that can happen is to feel our feelings. And if we can't learn how to manage our feelings and manage our mind and a generation is really growing up, not learning adversity of feelings and how to manage that and handle that, it's very, it's disturbing to know that they feel like it's supposed to be quick fix when things don't happen readily, then what's wrong with me? Why can't I feel it? You know, why am I feeling this way when it's all very normal, but it it doesn't appear to be to them. And so it can cause a lot of disturbances in their life. Yeah. And I don't know the actual statistic offhand. I wish now that you brought that up, I wish I would have looked this up, but they say that they the omnius they, they say that, uh, we're actually becoming, um, we're seeing more instances of violence because of the fact that we can't, we have technology and instant gratification and are unable to control our emotions and the anxiety and all of the depression, all of those mental deficit that it's creating in our brains is actually coming out in a behavioral issue. You know, you have kids that have more ADD, but I mean, it, we have more and more instances of, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it has, they, they always draw like conclusions to mass shootings and how, you know, it could be technology that's, that's inducing some of these violent outbursts and just, I mean, I'm not saying that we're all going to become a bunch of crazy people and go off and do crazy things, but just making sure that we're mindful of how this can really morph and change. Our brains are changing. We are not the same human beings that we were 30 years ago. Yeah. And not being able to handle difficult situations properly, I, th- I think that's a skill that is learned and should be taught. And there's there's skills that you can acquire to manage through difficult situations and tough times. Instead of buffering with technology. Yeah. And the more I think about that, I think it's just, it kind of breaks my heart. Yeah, it really is. And I don't have kids of my own, and I'm not even going to pretend that it is easy to parent. Um, but I care deeply about you know education and making sure our kids are getting exactly what they need in order to lead the world someday effortlessly. You know, I my hope is that the technology will be there so that they can actually use it for good. Kind of like what we're saying. Yes, there are good things that we can do with technology, and yeah. in order to regain our time and make sure that technology does not hijack our brains and we continue to function optimally with our brains being mindful and understanding the statistics and the reality of what it does is the first step you cannot change or do anything without awareness first and so that's why we're leading into this series talking about technology and how 
how much it really affects our day-to-day lives because we hear all the time, I don't have time for this, we can't do this. How do I better manage you know, all the things that are coming at me? And, and unless we address the 180 million pound elephant in the room, which is our smartphones and our computers, we're not gonna get anywhere. We have to address it and then set it to the side and move on. So some takeaways and some actionable things that to take away from this podcast and things to think about implementing now are setting aside at least two hours a day with tech free time. So if you go on a walk or you're going on a hike or you're just cleaning the house or um, socializing with your friends or your spouse or anybody, put away your phone, put your phone away. Don't be distracted. Be present. Be in the moment. If you're enjoying the outdoors, yes, I know when you get to the top of, you know, that hike or something, you wish you could take a picture, but you're going to remember it. I promise you. You'll remember the feeling. You'll remember the scenery around you. And it's your moment to to enjoy. Yeah. How many people really care? Yeah. Nobody really? cares about the salad that I posted the other day. No. Take the photos. Take the opportunities. But put your phone down for at least two hours. I guess is what we're saying. Yeah, I can go off on a tangent about that. I'm like, put your phone down. <laughs> I yell. Lindsay, Lindsay should just have a fly swatter at our social events because she's like, get off your phone, get off your phone, get off your phone. She's the phone police. I am. I, I yell at Kyle. I've yelled at Jenna's husband. I've yelled at everyone. Get the fuck off your phone. Yeah. So anyway, there is a wonderful feature on our phones. If you have an iPhone, it's called Screen Time. Mm-hmm. And if you if you're on your homepage and you swipe right, left. If you swipe left, I'm moving my <laughs> finger from left to right though. Okay, maybe it is right. Swipe. If you're swiping to the furthest left page. screen or page, <laughs> at the bottom you can look at your screen time, and it will tell you how many times you pick up your phone. It will tell you how many minutes or hours if it gets that high on where you are spending your time and then it tracks like daily and then weekly. And then it says, you know, like, um, increase of, uh, screen time increase 43% since last week or, you know, whatever. And it's very informative. And I feel shaming. like I can't really make a change unless I have something measurable. Right. And it's, it's created a huge awareness on how much time I spend on these Facebook live things and searching on Amazon, um, for random or Wayfair for random things. I know. One of my favorite um, things to do in the morning is have my coffee and just kind of catch up on, I try very hard not to catch up on social during work. Um, it doesn't always happen, but in the mornings is really when the, when I do it because it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to sit here and enjoy this. This is the time. Mm-hmm. And then I think to myself, oh, fuck, my screen time is going to be up. I got to get off this thing. <laughs> and it works. Yeah. I'm not an Android person, but there are apps I think that you can download. If this isn't part of the o- the operating system of your yep. phone, you can get an app. I don't know which one Kyle downloaded, but he did get one for himself because I was showing him the screen oh, yeah. time feature on the Apple. And so he downloaded an app. I, th- I think it was free. I know there's some that you can pay for, um, but they do need access to your phone. And I don't, I don't know the whole security issue with right. that. However, it is very informative. And if you want to get better about, you know, being on your phone and actually, again, create awareness around it, it's a great tool. The other setting that I learned about recently is the day and night setting. Again, this is for Apple users. I don't know if it is on Android or not. However, under settings, I wish I would have known. No, it's, it's, I think under the brightness setting on the iPhone, 
it's, may look real yeah, quick. Yeah, you can go to settings everybody. and then it's brightness and screen. And there is a mode that's called, I think, well, Lindsay's pulling it up right now. We're so unprepared. <laughs> but it basically makes the screen, it takes the blue light out of the screen. Okay, so if you go to your settings, you scroll down to display and brightness and click over and it's the night shift and you can have it scheduled from certain times or it can just be from sunset to sunrise the blue light will change so it's more of a yellow hue so it's easier to look at your phone it's not so bright it won't it won't cause so much eye strain Mm -hmm. so it looks a little different at first it was a little strange to get used to now i love it Mm -hmm. Uh, me too the other one are blue blocking glasses. I saw these years ago. I used to follow this blogger. She was like a beach Wasn't body it girl. on the original blue blocker? <laughs> I think they were. Back when it was like, oh, I got my blue blocks. Yeah, those big things that would go over your glasses. Like the men in black. Yeah. <laughs> but they're really like just normal. You can get stylish lenses. Yeah, they make them very fashionable now. Yeah, and um, sometimes it's just a yellow lens. Just Way it's a filter yellow. for that blue light. But not all of them have the yellow anymore, no. which is good because I've never worn those because I'm on the computer all freaking day. And Because if I designed stuff for you and I was wearing yellow glasses, you would probably wonder what the fuck happened. And if you're someone who needs <laughs> glasses for the computer and you have prescriptions, I Yes, you can. You, you can, can get prescription. That's an option. So just like the scratch resistance and the non-glare, you can do the blue blocking technology in your prescription lenses. And I think also people who end up with headaches from extended computer time, that also helps with headaches. Yes. Is blue blocking glasses. Yes. So. The other one that I really like, and I know a lot of people will get major anxiety when I say this, um, but tough, tough. <laughs> um, putting your phone on airplane mode at night when you're sleeping those wavelengths, those EMFs are still being sent to your phone. You still have probably notifications that go off. Um, I know every once in a while I will leave my phone on because it does do a software update and backup. But when that is happening and your brain is so close to the phone, those wavelengths, we're all electricity. We all run on invisible waves that bombard us every single day. When you're sleeping, that will affect your, it can affect your sleep, especially if you're particularly sensitive to electromagnetic frequencies. Um, so putting your phone on airplane mode and people are like, well, what happens? Some I get this all the time. And I don't live near my family. I'm half a country away. What if something happens in the middle of the night and somebody needs to get a hold of you? I don't want to be woken up with that kind of news. It sounds very selfish and terrible, but I would rather be in a mental state where I'm prepared. I can actually do something about it at that point than waking up at one o'clock in the morning because, you know, God forbid something happened to somebody I love a long ways away. Um, That said, like if Jake is out and I'm not with him, I will keep my phone. Like there's certain reasons to keep your phone on, but overall, you know, what we do most of the time is more important than what we do some of the time. The 80%. Yes. So keeping that phone on airplane mode will help. And then obviously that's the the electronic piece. But if you don't watch your TV, some people don't have television sets in their bedroom. We do. Ours is plugged in. But one of the things that I've considered is just, just unplugging the stupid thing because we, we watch it maybe 10% of the time. We don't even watch TV that much, but when we do, just then we can plug it in and watch TV. Unplug it. Then you don't have frequencies going to that thing, that huge device that's sitting on the dresser or hanging on the wall. Um, do we really need um, alarm clocks these days when we have our phones? You, by the way, when your phone is on airplane mode, your alarm still works. 
So you can still use your phone as an alarm clock on alarm or on airplane mode. Any devices that have a little tiny light that emits, you know, while you sleep is something that you want to mitigate, cover up, get rid of it as much as possible. Blackout curtains so that you sleep in complete darkness that will help you restore and recharge so that the next day when you wake up and you're bombarded by all the social media and the phones and the dirty electricity, you at least got some restful sleep and you're repairing and you know, that's such a big deal. You guys having good restful sleep at night and making sure that it's restorative to your body. When we just talked about cortisol and how it affects your immune system and how you get sick easier. Um, if we're so like asleep, yeah, if we're not sleeping, then we're just, you know, and sleeping well, we're really burning the candle at both ends at that point. And then, you know, I tell you one thing, it's really exp- expensive and inconvenient to be sick all the time. So making sure that, you know, we're doing that. And then on the, can I say one thing though? Oh, yeah, I cannot yeah. wait to get rid of Avery's like little monitor. Oh, I bet. It's, it, it's a little camera, you know, a little screen that's between Kyle and I, so we can both see it in case mm-hmm. like he's sleeping in, like we can both hear it. Like it's not on either side of the bed and that thing distracts the hell out of me. I cannot wait till she's old enough where I don't need that anymore. How, how long do you have to use that? I don't know, mm-hmm. but right now she's still little she's still too little yeah so i don't blame you probably you know i i probably have to ask some of my mom friends out there to see when a good time was because we're going to switch her to a different bed soon top bed a little toddler bed mm. and then she'll be able to get out which is terrifying That's but terrifying. it's okay um this last one is uh a little woo woo, but Lindsay and I, and we're going to talk probably more about this in a totally different episode someday when we have, <laughs> when we can fit it in. But black tourmaline is a crystal looks just like a big black rock. And the, uh, one of the things that this wonderful crystal does the metaphysical property. Yeah. Is that it actually absorbs negative frequencies and EMFs. You know, people actually will take small amounts of them and, and surround their ho- home with them to keep all the bad energy out but i put one by the tv in the living room it's my biggest chunk of black tourmaline and i also keep one by my computer in my office and then i always take that one that i keep by the computer and i'll put it in the bedroom just to absorb any of the other because those crystals actually have an an energy frequency and they can absorb certain frequencies and they can also emit frequencies so that is kind of one of the things that's great about crystals. We'll go we'll go deeper in another episode about how we nerd, we nerd out, out on that. <laughs> we totally nerd out on crystals. And um, my husband's like, do you really need more rocks? And I'm like, listen, they are not just rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one, I mean, they're very inexpensive. So, and they're beautiful. It's actually a very cool property that these stones have is it can absorb that negative, that dirty electricity. So I think it's very cool. I have some in my room, Avery's room, and in my office as well. And there's a couple of things too that we spoke about on our other podcast about time abundance that are going to be helpful for taking back your brain. And that's shut those stupid notifications oh, yeah. off. Get the the badge icons, get the dinging, all, turn that off. I know there was one time when I was in a serious crunch for a deadline for a client and I had to shut off the little, I have my iMessage, my texts go to my computer too, which also, I mean, come on guys, that's also super distracting. But I turned the notifications and even the little, the little red dot off so that I didn't know if somebody texted me on my phone or my computer. And if I missed it, I missed it. And unfortunately, 
you had a priority. They had to wait. Exactly. The priority was not being distracted by other devices and technology. Shut that stuff off. Certainly, if you're not going to put your phone on airplane mode at night, you need all those notifications shut off because you should not have sound dinging. The light should not be turning on because I know, like I've gotten up in the middle of the night to use the restroom or let the dog out. And I've seen, coming back into bed, I've seen Jake's phone lighting up and I'm like, wow, you know, just the light from that. Shut the notifications off. Um, A lot of this stuff too, it's worth noting that it will cause some initial anxiety when you do it because we're so we're so programmed at this point to have this technology invading every single part of our lives. And if you were to imagine your phone or or your devices as someone you didn't know, a stranger, and they were just like hanging out all the time and you just let your door wide open and they could come and go as they please. Creepers. Like, yeah, you would not want that. So let's not not create boundaries for our devices. They should not be able to bleed into every single aspect in our lives. I know Simon Sinek has has said during conversations when we have our phones on the table and it's face up or even if it's face down. It still has a presence. It has a presence and it is distracting. And if if I were to have a conversation with you, even if my phone is in my hand, it's distracting. So this stupid little thing has come into our lives and just been like, hey, fuck all y'all. I'm here and I ain't going away anytime soon. So we have to just... Put the little demon in timeout sometimes and just be present. And if we really can be more mindful of our usage of technology and how it has hijacked our brain, we can regain our our concentration and our focus. And regain your power. Yeah. And and then when we start to go into some other topics in our next podcast about regaining your time and taking control of your life in that sense and spending those seconds like dollars it's going to be a lot easier because now you're mindful and you know how technology has in, impacted your life. Absolutely. So, and we, I'm so excited to get on those next topics. I just yes. like, yeah. I hope everybody loves the, this series because we're really excited to sink our teeth in on it. I am. I'm excited. I can't wait to get into this, this next part because when you start to give attention to various things and your full attention and how much you can just get stuff done and how much opportunity that creates and how much productivity that creates, then you see the benefit of it. And then it all starts to make sense. And then you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So And momentum. Yep. When you, when you take control, starting here, all kinds of doors are going to open and all kinds of things are going to dissolve away after that initial anxiety period. So hang in there. I'd love for everyone in the Facebook group, if if you're not in our Facebook group, I said this on the last podcast, but we had problems with the search. We fixed it. So now you can find us on the art of getting your shit together. If you type that into the Facebook bar, come find us, um, request to join. We'll let you in. Uh, we, we love seeing that group grow. Uh, we've had some awesome conversations. And so I want to know from everyone out there who's in the group, let's have a discussion about this. Let's talk about like, what's your biggest struggle with putting your phone down like and we all struggle with it even Lindsay and i who sit here talk about this it happens we get sucked down rabbit holes and and waste time by the time you read this we will have initiated that conversation so just go find that post on our page and then you can comment we want to hear from you guys so come over there have a conversation um and until next time go subscribe if you haven't already we are available everywhere podcasts are heard but if you're on apple um podcast subscribing and leaving us a five star and a comment somehow that helps us so please do it 
We didn't do a review shout out. We didn't. We didn't do it. We're going to do that next time. We need more reviews to shout out. Out. (laughs) (laughs) We do. Leave us a review. Leave us a review so we can shout you out. That's we're going to start our podcast with a little love for the people who are giving us love so that it's a big old circle and loophole of love. So until next time, we will be in the Facebook group having conversations with you guys. And we can't wait to be back here next Monday. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.